Hey friend, do you want to offer meaningful learning solutions that create behavior change, fit in the flow of work, and yield real results for your nonprofit? If yes, this is the podcast for you. Join me as I explore instructional design and leadership development best practices, as well as change management, belonging, and influence. If we haven't met yet, I'm Heather and I've been in your shoes. I'm a learning and development consultant and founder of Skill Masters Market. Before starting my business, I led learning and leadership development initiatives for a large national nonprofit. I know what it's like to need to develop your staff quickly and effectively and to build the relationships and cut through the organizational layers to be successful. And I'm bringing all of that to you in this podcast. So block your calendar, turn off your Teams or Slack chat, and let's dive in. It's learning for good. Do you remember your first real job? I was probably a strange combination of timid and overconfident. I knew I had big things I wanted to accomplish, but I wasn't familiar with any of the ins and outs of the corporate world. So I probably hesitated to speak up or step up at first. Thankfully, I gained experience and skills and confidence over time. But what if we could help our early career staff gain some of those invaluable skills earlier in their career? Imagine the impact that could have on your nonprofit. That's what we're exploring today on this week's episode of Learning for Good. All right. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Learning for Good. I'm so excited to have Emily Glasgow and Alana Hughes join me today to talk about entrepreneurship, the thing they say is going to build incredible skills in your early career staff. Emily and Alana are the co-creators, co-founders of With Innovate, where they use workshops, on-demand resources, and customized support to help leaders first understand themselves and their organization, that's the within part, then using innovation methods to create change, the innovate part. Alana started her career in the Peace Corps and currently leads innovation for a national nonprofit. In between, she worked in strategy consulting at Deloitte at two social entrepreneurship organizations and obtained an MBA from MIT and an MPA from Harvard. Emily is a strategy and operations manager at a mission-driven tech startup. She began her career in strategy consulting at Deloitte, where she met Alana and has worked in venture philanthropy, evaluating opportunities for large-scale social change. I can't wait to find out more from Emily and Alana. Let's dive in. It's learning for good. All right. Welcome, Emily. Welcome, Alana. So glad to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Great to meet you. Excited to be here. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit about each of your career journeys. I know I did a bio, but this is the question I love to ask all of my podcast guests. So I'd love to just hear in your own words a little bit about where you've been in your career. Emily, do you want to start? Yeah, great. So both of our careers have really been guided by how we can make the greatest impact for those in need. So you'll see kind of in each of our own ways, we both realized early on that in order to be most effective, we needed to be really deliberate in gaining critical skills and experiences. So as you said, I began my career at Deloitte Consulting in the strategy and operations practice. And that's where I really learned about structured thinking for solving problems, particularly in the nonprofit and higher education space. And so, as you mentioned, that is where I met Alana while planning the firm's annual nonprofit summit, which featured speakers and networking on certain topics each year. 
I loved working at the firm and wanted to focus more specifically on nonprofit projects. And so I transitioned to a venture philanthropy firm focusing primarily on education. I now work at a mission-driven tech startup where I focus on strategy and operations, organizational development, internal communications, and most importantly, for this podcast, learning and development. So my favorite part of my current role is really being able to help people in an organization that helps people. And that's a really unique part of my role that I really, really enjoy. So I want to pass it off to Alana too. Yeah, sure. So my career journey is similarly woven between sectors, working at the intersection of business and social impact to help others improve their livelihoods. And so this work has entailed a lot of strategic thinking and coaching and piloting new solutions to identify challenges. As you mentioned, I got my start in international development, spending five years across the Caribbean, specifically the Dominican Republic and Haiti and Washington, D.C., first as a Peace Corps volunteer and then a program assistant for a global social entrepreneurship nonprofit and ultimately a founding country director at a grassroots social enterprise. And throughout those years, I felt I benefited from incredible learning by doing, but I often didn't receive formal professional development. And this eventually drove me to invest time and money in an MBA, as you mentioned, the Master's of Public Administration, and the beneficial grind of management consulting. And I have no regrets with those decisions. Those were incredible opportunities. Though at this point in my career, where I'm back at a nonprofit leading innovation, I'm also very motivated by my own journey. And I'm also motivated by the professional development gaps I witnessed in emerging staff to help early career social impact professionals access trainings that build leadership, collaboration, and creativity skills to help them create a strong foundation for their emerging social sector careers. Yeah. And so Alana and I joined forces back in 2021 to fill this gap that you can see both of us had seen and experienced in our own careers, which is that nonprofit organizations often lack the resources for early career professional development. And this not only makes it difficult to attract and retain future leaders, but also, as we feel, just leaves a huge missed opportunity since many early career pro- professionals enter the organization with energy and drive and really untapped potential. And so with Innovate, tries to works on re- reversing this cycle. So by offering engaging workshops and resources centered around the idea of entrepreneurship. I love that you all worked together, met each other at least through a common employer and have reconnected and created something so special, something that clearly you're both very passionate about based on your own experiences. And now you're able to together offer that to other staff in a sector that you both care so deeply about. So you mentioned entrepreneurship. What is that? Tell us a little bit more (laughs) about entrepreneurship. Yeah, it's essentially all about problem solving. Entrepreneurship is the ability to take an entrepreneurial approach, such as applying new ideas, testing potential solutions, and launching new initiatives, but within the infrastructure capabilities and resources of an organization that already exists. And so the goal then is to deliver value that moves the organization's mission forward and helps them to achieve greater impact overall. And so passionate about this subject, to launch with Innovate, we conducted extensive research. And through that, we identified a set of eight criteria that happened to be with the eye to add a little bit of stickiness and help you remember them that makes for a successful entrepreneur. So firstly, a successful entrepreneur is idealistic. And that means that they're able to see the world as it could be rather as the way it currently exists. A successful entrepreneur is also informed. So they're able to gather and synthesize qualitative and quantitative information to make data-driven decisions. 
they ultimately take initiative. So they have the courage and the sense of ownership to raise their hand and take on new challenges. They're innovative uh, with the creativity and big picture thinking to identify and introduce new ideas and new models. We've noticed that they have strong intuition, and this is the ability to pick up on or act on small or otherwise overlooked clues to make those decisions and understand situations. And they don't ignore gut feelings either. They have a lot of integrity, and so they're honest and they have strong moral principles. These individuals are open, entrepreneurs are open to iteration and open to repeating processes and tests multiple times for the purpose of learning improvement and being able to adapt and change as they go. And then lastly, we've noticed that entrepreneurs are an inspiration. They're a positive force that encourages others to act and do good in their organizations. And so what we do with Innovate is we weave these principles throughout our sessions. So participants have an opportunity to see how they're already entrepreneurs and that they can build concentrated skills to make them more impactful in the area of entrepreneurship. And so something else to note with, with Innovate is that we focus on social entrepreneurship specifically which is a little different from corporate entrepreneurship and that it seeks to create social and or environmental impact instead of or in addition to strictly business business or financial impact. So I love that you're tapping into both who they are and also who they can be. I think when you were going through the eyes, some of that, those are things they're bringing to the table, but also things that they can continue to develop and enhance and grow and then apply to the benefit of, like you said, the organization, but at the end of the day, social and environmental benefits as well. So exactly. tell me, how does a nonprofit, speaking of the organization, how does a nonprofit benefit from entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I think there's three main ways. Clearly, we feel it's very important. Clearly, we're both ex-consultants. And so we like to bucket things into three groups. I think the first one is that entrepreneurs really host exhibit a host of skills that benefit their organization and its staff to grow and thrive. And this is what you mentioned just now, which is that some folks have this inherently in them and it helps to bring it out. And these are also areas that individuals can focus on for learning and development. And so we think about these skills, three main areas. One is skills around innovation. So hypothesis-driven thinking, which means okay, I have an idea, let's test it out and iterate on it rather than starting with this big giant project. You can start small. Second is self-awareness. So emotional intelligence and also emotional regulation. This is understanding what your strengths are, what your development areas are, and how do you use that to really bring your best self to work? The third is organizational dynamics, which whether you are in a small nonprofit or a large nonprofit, Every organization has some set of dynamics that you need to navigate around. So understanding stakeholders, communicating effectively, those are really important skills. And so all of these skills are really what we focus on at With Innovate with our trainings and workshops and can be unlocked and cultivated as we talked about. The second area where entrepreneurship can really benefit nonprofits is through individual and collective engagement because it can really empower teammates to have a greater impact and is inherently collaborative. So the example you shared of someone not maybe not realizing that, okay, I like to do my research before starting a project, they are informed. They are already one step to becoming an entrepreneur. And that kind of understanding and realization can be really powerful. 
And so this can lead to higher employee satisfaction and also retention. If someone's stuck in their role, and Alana will talk about this in a little bit, being able to explore what makes them unique can be really powerful. The third area that we like to talk about is that entrepreneurship can really expand an organization's capacity for new opportunities. Because with Innovate and entrepreneurship is inherently about new ideas and iteration and innovation, this process and learning how to be an entrepreneur can really bring new ideas and perspectives to light and spark innovation and help to solve big and small problems. And most importantly, do so in a way that feels sustainable. Do you wish you could connect with other nonprofit learning and development leaders? I know what it feels like to want someone to bounce ideas off of and to learn from someone who really understands you and your work. Imagine if you could have a simple way to meet people in the field, ask questions and share information. That's why I created the Nonprofit Learning and Development Collective where nonprofit L&D, talent management, and DEI leaders can connect with each other quickly and easily in a virtual space. When you join this community, you will walk away with a new, diverse, and powerful network and a sounding board for your staff development needs. So if you're ready to exchange ideas and collaborate with your peers, come join the Nonprofit L&D Collective. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially if you think about how you described kind of that innovation skill set and starting small. A lot of times an early career staff person, they might not be able to bring big sweeping changes to the organization right away. But there are probably smaller things that they can innovate, a process or something that they're working in that falls within their span of control. And then over time, as they are developing that skill set and they're seeing results, that does allow them to grow into potentially even larger innovations, larger changes they're able to make within the organization, building that capacity, like you're saying, for new opportunities. So it makes sense how those skills are scaffolded over time, right? They're they're developing skills they're going to take with them for life. So how would a nonprofit learning and development team know if their early career staff need entrepreneurship? Well, as you mentioned, this is an opportunity for no problem too big, no problem too small. So I just want to acknowledge that and recognizing what you just shared. And I also want to laugh a bit when Emily mentioned that we bucket things in threes because what's coming is three areas you can look at to be able to assess whether a nonprofit L&D team could benefit from entrepreneurship. So three of the areas that we tend to look at when we're advising nonprofits we work with are whether you see a desire to strategically empower your employees, which essentially applies to many, many nonprofits, an opportunity to cultivate employees' skills for advancement, and also a need for new perspectives to tackle tough work challenges that a team or the broader organization is facing. So in that first area, you might be observing that your early career staff feel a lack of empowerment that might prevent them from feeling ultimate meaningfulness and productivity at work. And so, for example, you might see that an early career professional doesn't feel as much agency in what they do. And you know that there are limits scope and seniority-wise based on where they sit in the organization to what they can do. But you want them to feel engaged in their position and encouraged to voice new ideas because that might be what improves that process or what introduces a new new initiative. You might also sense that that early career staff member has a lot of creative energy that could be channeled productively. It's why you hired them initially. But you're unsure how to focus their approach to be more data-driven, to be more realistic in, in testing small scale, among other opportunities. So that's the first area. The, the second area is 
you might be looking to develop your staff in a high impact and focused way that helps them to grow not only up, but also laterally in the breadth of what they can do in their position. So in particular, if you or your organization is seeking to develop and retain talent, but perhaps for whatever reason, budget constraints, set promotion timelines, you can't always formally promote them in the short term. Training entrepreneurship can be a perk that enables individuals to think differently and to approach work through a different lens and potentially take on projects that as a result help that individual to be exposed to new challenges and opportunities. You might also observe that there are skill and experiential gaps among early career staff that could be solved by training in entrepreneurship that's beyond lack of agency. Maybe it's a lack of confidence in their ability to think creatively and propose new ideas, an unfamiliarity with how to develop a minimum viable product or MVP, if you will, to be able to start small and, and testing something out and iterating an idea. Or you might notice that there's a greater an opportunity to hone greater self-awareness of those individuals and organizational awareness. And so lastly, but certainly not least, your organization might ultimately have a need for new ideas and solutions to problems. Oftentimes, early career staff are some of those who are most proximate to the problems you're solving and the, the implementers of the work. And so your team or organization could benefit from new perspectives on how to solve problems or pain points or tackle ambitious goals and strategic planning. Of course, under the guidance of, of their managers and mentors. And so entrepreneurship can help surface those perspectives in a structured and well thought out way through awareness and also application of those eight eyes of entrepreneurship that I mentioned previously. That's great. Those are definitely good things to look for. I would imagine that, and we don't have to go down this path because it would probably be a whole other conversation, but I <laughs> that trust is a big factor in bringing in something like this, there has to be kind of that mutual trust between senior leadership and early career staff and early career staff and senior leadership for them to be bringing new ideas, feeling like their voice is heard to make it meaningful for them. So I love that you're doing this. And I love that the early career staff have that opportunity. And I'm just in my brain thinking through what does that look like in the organizational culture and all of the other pieces that are so, so important for this. So... You mentioned, Emily, I believe it was you, you mentioned some of the skills that staff learn through entrepreneurship around innovation, developing their self-awareness, navigating organizational dynamics, things like that. What else are they learning as they learn entrepreneurship? Are there other things that they're going to take away? Yeah, great question. So kind of as you mentioned at the beginning, there's the within skills and the innovate skills. And that's where we try to Combine a set of skills and experiences that aren't usually combined. You can have a training or a workshop around innovation, design thinking, or you could have a training around how do you understand yourself and the people around you. And I think what we've really enjoyed is how do you fuse those together and work through those together in a way that feels really meaningful. So the within skills are, as we talked about, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, understanding organizational dynamics best practices for managing other stakeholders. And then on the innovate side, it's a slightly more of the hard skills, but still a mix of hard and soft skills, ranging from developing a hypothesis, creating what we call an MVP, a minimum viable product, as we, as we discussed, starting small. That's what that means. Testing a solution, collecting feedback, and adapting accordingly. And so... When we're preparing the content, a lot of this is doing the research, making sure that we have the latest and greatest kind of frameworks and tools to share with participants, but also a lot from our own experience too. A lot of this is looking back and, oh, wow, I wish I 
had someone to help me that help guide through this. And the other way we think about skills is also around these eight eyes. And so we have folks take a short assessment at the beginning of the workshop to understand where they stand on these eyes and then work through the sessions on developing, cultivating or further developing those eyes. So we think about embracing and channeling their inner idealism and doing so productively, taking a data-driven, data and observation-driven informed approach to decision-making, being proactive and taking initiative, knowing how to innovate. So not only thinking creatively, but being familiar with the innovation process, applying intuition. So understanding what factors you can pick up on for making a decision and what understanding what your gut is telling you. Approaching your work with integrity and unwillingness to compromise on this integrity. Comfort with iteration, including how do you handle failure? How do you bounce back from that? How do you handle change, adaptation? And then how to be inspiring to others. So how do you lead by example? How do you have a strong communication that really adapts to your audience? How do you understand those around you in order to be most effective? And ultimately, as we discussed at the beginning, be able to create the most social impact within your organization. Thank you for sharing that. I, as you're talking, I can definitely see how this is relevant and important for nonprofits and for their early career staff. I, one of the services that I provide to nonprofits is creating custom competency models. And so a lot of the things that you're talking about are things that come up as we're doing that research, internal and external research, things that help with adaptability, change. There's always change. There's always going to be change, right? And being able to think about things in an iterative way, maintaining your integrity, those are things that help you navigate change. And so as you're talking, I can certainly see how this is relevant and exciting and such a great opportunity for early career staff and nonprofits. And it definitely aligns with what I'm hearing and seeing in nonprofits as well. But I'm curious what results you've seen from your work. Yeah. So maybe this is where my, again, or my nonprofit training comes in and all the time I spent in logic models, but we wanted to highlight both outputs and outcomes. So in terms of output, taking that one first, so far we've trained dozens of social sector employees from leading nonprofits and social enterprises participated in our workshops. They hail from institutions of various sizes, geographies, and sectors. So that reconfirmed for us our hypothesis that social entrepreneurship skill building adds value to a wide breadth of organizations. In terms of outcomes, we've seen that our training gives participants new perspectives, new abilities, and new relationships within their organizations. So to give an example, one participant told us that a big aha moment for them was that you can be an entrepreneur in any situation. So They've applied it to their job at work, but they've also thought about it going back to school and in volunteering and wherever they're presenting themselves. They said that this this is their opportunity to learn where their strengths are, what their strengths are, and fine tune their weaknesses to make the social environment around them better. And others have told us that they hadn't realized how much they could do before taking our trainings. And for many, it was the first time that they got to think about how they can affect change from where they sit and what skills they can use to propose these changes, run experiments, and cultivate relationships to get that momentum. We've also received very positive feedback from managers that we partnered with who bring us on to coach their early career staff. And some of us even told us that they wish they would innovate when they were younger, which is essentially why we started this, right? 
So to quote one team leader, they said that working with with Innovate had enabled their team to truly understand how to think about themselves as entrepreneurs. And this was when they were in the midst of a continuous improvement effort and they were seeking ideas for employees who were more elbow deep in the daily delivery and in closer communication with their organization's beneficiaries. And so with this, what we'd like to see moving forward is is more organizations applying this because we really see it as, as a systems change approach as well, helping organizations grow beyond top-down talent development to also apply more of a bottom-up skill and experience development that adds more problem solvers to the short term and then also helps cultivate those stronger leaders for the organization in the longer term and ultimately creating fil- fulfilled employees throughout their social impact careers and so we really love this opportunity to share with you today and work together and work with these nonprofits. And we really wholeheartedly believe in the power of social entrepreneurship, as you can tell, we drank the Kool-Aid. And in particular, empowering these next generation of change makers advance in their careers. And so I would just want to close by saying if there's anything that we've talked about that as excites anybody who's listening or, or you, Heather, we're looking forward to connecting, exploring further partnership opportunities. And so we're when with Innovate on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and recently joined threads like everyone else. <laughs> and you can also find us at withinnovate at gmail.com. And we've just been really appreciative of this opportunity today, Heather. So thank you. And we're really looking forward to hearing from others out there who are listening as well. Thank you. Thank you both. And we'll have some of the Innovate information in the show notes as well. So check those out and grab that. You can head to their website and get in contact with them. That was so valuable to hear from Emily and Alana today. I loved hearing what they're doing with Innovate and how entrepreneurship is benefiting nonprofits all around the country. We have so much to learn from each other. And it's one of the things I hope to bring to you as a learning for good listener. But that's also why I created the Nonprofit Learning and Development Collective over on LinkedIn. It's a place for us to share and learn from one another, a powerful, diverse network of learning and development, talent management, and DEI leaders, all within the nonprofit space. We tackle topics just like this one each week. Grab the link to the group in the show notes, and I'll see you there. Until next time on Learning for Good. Hey friend, was this episode helpful for you? Did you like what you heard? Do you want more content like this? Here are three things you can do. Hit subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts for your podcast app of choice, share this episode with a colleague. This means so much to me personally. I read every review, but it also helps me learn what content you like most so I can create more of what you want. All right, turn that Teams or Slack chat back on when you're ready, and I'll see you next time on Learning for Good.